Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? So on today's episode, I want to share with you about how my birth card and my year card are showing up in my life in some pretty fun ways um, and help you kind of figure out what your own birth card, year card is um, or what they might be. So if you remember back to my conversation with Jasmine Wolf, the numerologist, we were talking about how to calculate your birth year. So this concept of doing a birth card and a year card is really rooted in the system of tarot as well as the system of numerology. And it's pretty easy um, on the surface to calculate the numbers. For my birthday, which is 12, 13, 1982, I would add 1 plus 2 plus 1 plus 3 plus 1 plus 9 plus 8 plus 2. Easy peasy, right? As my six-year-old says. So the number that I would get when I add all those together is 27. Well, 27 is too high of a number. We're trying to get down to one digit number. So 2 plus 7 is 9. So my birth card is the hermit. And when I realized this, I had a pretty good chuckle because I have a relationship with the energy of the hermit. It's something that has been always present in my life. Um, I'm a little bit jealous of my best friend who has very similar um, birth date. She happens to be December 31st and two years later than me and her um, birth card boils down to the high priestess and I feel really um, like the high priestess and the hermit have a lot of similar energy to me um, but so the hermit energy in the in the Smith weight tarot deck the hermit is an old man with a lantern and he's kind of standing on like a mountaintop and he's wearing a sort of bluish gray hooded cloak uh, to kind of help him against the elements, right? So the the picture, the image that I get is sort of this solo person out kind of in the middle of the forest or mountain with the lantern, which is actually something that I used to do. Um, when I was in college, sometimes when I would have like a bad day or a bad weekend, I would go on these solo trips. And there was one where I went to Mount Rainier and I just camped for a, an entire weekend by myself and kind of just took myself on this solo silent retreat. I always kept a tent in the back of my car and a hatchet, which, you know, 
I joked when I met my husband on our first date that I had a hatchet in my trunk, right? Don't, you can, nobody can mess with me because I am kind of this self-sufficient and rugged individual who can just go off into the wilderness by myself um, and be able to be okay. But the hermit card, the hermit energy, which is deeply, I feel, tied to my um, identity as um, an introvert as well, can also have a shadow side to it. Um, depression, se- seasonal depression um, sometimes I think is more accurate for me living in the Pacific Northwest when it gets to be about January, February-ish. I start to get kind of nervous in November um, December, a lot of fun activities can kind of keep me um, afloat. But as it kind of gets into January, um, February, March, the dreary overcast days um, can sometimes really influence my mood. And so that's where hermit energy can kind of start to collapse and implode in on itself. And it isn't um, a healthy, constructive energy anymore. It's more of a destructive, isolating um, energy. So when I was in high school, I would say that I had a lot of this hermit energy that was just probably straight up clinical depression and it kind of became a sort of chip on my shoulder and even into college I basically had this plan that I was going to move solo by myself to Montana because Montana is the way that America used to be and I don't mean in the Trumpian make America great again I just mean in the like you can kind of get lost in a cabin in the woods and nobody's gonna bother you right you can have you know your shotgun and your dog named bear and you could like maybe shower once a month and no one's gonna like pester you and I could just read books now I was I was a college student so I hadn't really thought through how I was gonna like you know pay for this cabin or buy food or whatever. This this introvert energy, as I actually talk with my, my students about it when we do kind of some personality inventories and I talk about sort of extreme introvert and extreme extrovert um, as far as energy manifesting itself, that it can actually become a little bit destructive if you go so far onto one end of the continuum. Um, if it coincides or intersects with any sort of mental health issues, um, we could end up, you know, with like the Unabomber situation who was in a cabin in the woods in Montana mailing bombs to universities, right? Like I didn't need to kind of get to that level of um, isolated. So this birth card, as as I calculate it, um, Mine is pretty easy, right? Because the the number that I had was 27 when it was all added up and 2 plus 7 is 9. But when I was working with my best friend about hers, her number that she adds up to was 11. Now, I am not a numerologist and I'm not an expert or an ambassador of this birth card um, system, but we were having this chat of like, well, 11, in, in tarot, there is 1 to 21, right? A system. So 11 would be the chariot? No, justice. It'd be justice. So... 
Is she justice, 11, or 1 plus 1 equals 2 high priestess? In the class that I'm taking, Tarot for the Wild Soul, there has been some threads discussing this about how you boil it down to the lowest, the smallest number you could possibly do, which would mean that my best friend is a 2. And that an added layer, like, you know, um, just just a little bit more depth would be that justice card so that she's a high priestess justice which is beautiful and I feel like in the conversations that I had with my with my best friend is that that seems really fitting for who I know her to be and then I'm wondering to myself why don't I get an extra layer am I just a hermit do I just like that's all I get is one note like plucking one note on a guitar and she gets to have this whole fucking symphony going on inside her which of course it shouldn't be about comparison and then it, you know I shouldn't go down that rabbit trail I should just kind of go into my hermit energy so one of the things that I've been thinking about as I decided to take a fall break from the podcast and um, put a hiatus on some of the writing projects that I had been doing over the summertime and really start to just slow down and kind of work in um, a more tangible way in my own household. Meaning I'm, I'm really trying to like cook food after I get home from work and I'm trying to take my kids to the park really trying to scroll less on Instagram um, and view less on Facebook just because there's so much I'm just feeling so inundated with um, all of the content the the news that's happening just it just it was feeling frazzling and I also felt like there was this really strong um when I was with my kids, I struggled to be a mom, which I want to explore further. Um, just recently, I had like a mini astrology reading, um, natal chart reading with um, a person that I met who's a fucking amazing. And she was talking about my North Node in Cancer and how that, you know, is, is manifesting in my life. So I don't want to go down that rabbit trail because I want to do that in like a future episode. But I struggle with being a mom and some of the struggle that I think I actually have is that I want to live in my world of ideas and internal musings and kind of have this hermit energy of inside myself. Um, And social media is a poor substitute for my imagination. When I am with my kids and I am scrolling and they demand attention, I get angry. And it's a little bit like for me sometimes just consuming too much fast food and still kind of feeling hungry and needing to have more and more and more and more and more versus when I just make my own food or I eat um, like really delicious, you know, food from like a restaurant that's been prepared and it's not just like quick flash fryer food. And so when my kids are like doing shitty things in the house, like, um, you know, drawing on the walls or demanding attention or wanting another bottle or wanting this or wanting that or whatever, when I'm on social media and I'm just on my phone, I have noticed that I get really kind of upset being pulled away from that world. 
And, and yet that world isn't as satisfying as my own internal exploration inside myself and kind of in connection, connecting in sort of like a magical way between myself and the things around me. Um, and so I was actually looking at what the hermit card is and I came across, I went back to the zine that I really love that gives um, explanations for the different major arcana and the different suits and court cards from Tess, from Tess City X-Witch. And in it, they, it, was, it was a great reminder of there was two questions around the hermit being guided by or being ruled by Virgo energy, which when I saw that I opened up to the page and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this podcast episode about embracing hermit energy, kind of first finding out what your birth card is, and then knowing that mine's a hermit, embracing this hermit energy. And I laughed because I decided to take a fall break during Virgo season. So how appropriate is it that I spent the entire season of Virgo being a hermit, really trying as best as I could to limit social media intake? I mean, I wasn't perfect at it, but that was, it was definitely on my mind, taking a break from podcasting, taking a break from creativity, just kind of going inside myself. And so one of the things that I I just really loved was that they say that Hermit is ruled by Virgo, which is an earth sign. um, And it's about reconnecting with our own internal fire to align ourselves with divine timing, which is so beautiful because as a fire sign or having so many fire signs in my chart, I sometimes feel like Hermit energy um, isn't about just like kind of the earthiness and so to to be reminded that it's about the internal fire and that quiet spark that I have inside myself that I think can get really lost when I have all of these other distractions going on and so those are the two questions how do we reduce distractions and what's preventing us from hearing our inner elders and so I'm asking you those questions even if the um, the hermit isn't your birth card. We just went through Virgo season, um, but I'm you know I'm curious about your relationship to the hermit card, and that idea of how do we reduce distractions, so that we can kind of go on that journey inside, and connecting with our internal fire and connecting with our inner elders. So. That was just kind of a beautiful reminder of how my birth card just shows up in my life in so many different ways, both in the shadow ways of um, kind of some of that hermit depressed depressed energy that I had when I was younger, or I can sometimes see coming cyclically in my life. But let's now talk about year cards. So the same principle applies is saying, okay, you have this birth card. This is kind of like if this were my boiled down personality moving through the world, every year is different. And so when I added up for this year, 
this is where it gets confusing for me again because different people have seemingly different systems of doing it right and i sometimes i just want things decided and very firm and very like i just realized that people did different houses for astrology and i'm like how can you do different houses and that makes everything confusing and then am i really this am i that I like things decided so the birth year is swapped out for the current year. So instead of 1213-82, I would do 1213-2018 to see the cycle that I've been going through since my birthday. And that added up to 18. Now, if I were to boil it down again to one number, that would be nine. So I'm a hermit card going through a hermit year. And it was really interesting to even think about that because um, it hasn't felt so much as a, her a hermit year. I've actually felt very social. Um, and so that's kind of been con confusing a little bit to me. But if I took the, if I didn't boil it down to the one plus eight and I just did and said, okay, that all of the options in the major arcana are to be um, explored, then one plus eight, 18 is the moon. And for some reason, using that system and not going down just to saying, if it's within the one to 21, that that is the year that I'm in, instead of trying to get down to one number, that the moon and th things being kind of in, um, in shadow, going to sort of the most intuitive essence, stuff that exists outside um, the realm of the sunshine, looking at places where maybe deception could happen, um, which is sort of maybe an old, um, an older reading of the moon card, but just some of this exploration around intuition and things that kind of happen in the world of shadows is 100% something that I've been doing this year. Even paying attention to the moon, right? Every morning when I get out of the car or when I'm going to the car with my kid in daycare, because we get up really, really early, um, we see the moon and uh, we talk about the moon and we look at the moon and I have a moon app on my phone and kind of paying attention to the moon moving through the different um, phases and how many people really love a full moon, but I really love the dark moon. And just kind of going through that, it definitely feels like the moon is... Um, a place that so I'm a hermit card going through the moon with maybe a little bit of hermit flavor. But what's the year to come? And this is where it's fun that my best friend and I have, you know, the same new um, numbers in the first part of our birthday because we have, it means that then, you know, when we're in 2019, we will have the same card. Um, and so it would be fun for us, I think, to kind of share notes about where we are. But this is where that system gets confusing for me. And I would love somebody who has like a, a definitive answer or they feel like really strongly about it. Um, because when I add up all the numbers for... Um, for 12, 13, 2019, 
I get the number 19, but 1 plus 9 is 10, and 1 plus 0 is 1. So the options are uh, Magician, or Wheel of Fortune, or the Sun. And I'm not quite sure what to do with that. I think if I were to pick one, I would really love the to have a Magician year. Um, but it makes sense that if I had a moon year that I would go into a sun year, right? If it, if it follows that, that pattern. And so I'm curious uh, what other people might have to say about that system when it gets to numbers like that, because um, it feels a little bit complicated. And maybe next year, maybe 2019 will, will be a very complicated year with lots of big energy. Um, I could see that being a possibility. So... One of the things that I, I just wanted to share that was really a sweet um, experience and it, it feels so related to um, hermit and moon energy that I've been going through um, and yet in a way that's maybe not obvious is as part of this class, this tarot class that I've been a part of, we are halfway through, we're at the halfway mark. This this starts that halfway, um, the halfway week mark of the eight-week journey. And just recently, I was able to meet 11 other classmates. And it was just this really, really sweet um, time. We were on the 33rd floor of a building overlooking Seattle. And we had tarot readers come from the border of California, shout out Jubilee, and from the border of Canada, shout out Jordan, and we had local people who, you know, kind of battled social anxiety and family schedules and just really made a lovely effort to come um, and meet with us, and then we had this really sweet caravan of um, readers that came up from Portland, and so it was a Pacific Northwest tarot meetup of of classmates. And here's where my hermit energy just felt so beautifully supported because I have been struggling with social media, but what I haven't been struggling with is in-person connections and I've just had this longing and this desire to make the relationships that I form to be really three-dimensional and while I do have um, quite a network of online relationships that I've formed over the years especially back when I was doing um, when I was moderating adoption forums and people through Facebook that that I have this really rich network of people that I know and I interact with kind of on a daily basis or like pretty pretty regularly. Um, but there's just something that I am really beginning to appreciate about being in the same room as people and sharing our stories. And so I would love to do it again. I'm excited that I got to meet all these wonderful people and we just ate food and we um, looked at each other's tarot decks and people gave each other readings and we just kind of dove into some pretty deep and beautiful topics sharing about our personal lives and uh, our journeys into tarot and it was just this great meeting of like I, I felt like I needed this time away um, to go inside myself and do some of that like 
cultivating my inner fire and reducing some distractions so that I had space in my life to bring, you know, 11 new three-dimensional human bodies into my world and that I could interact with um, in a not superficial way. Um, So that was just like a really beautiful experience. And if you hop over to Instagram, by the time this episode airs, it will be, um, it'll be a while back, but you can see the like fun and silly group where we just had a really great time. In fact, the meetup was supposed to go from one to four and it went from one to six um, because people were just having such a lovely time that it extended, which is for me the just the sign of like a really great experience when people can just continue to hang out um, and not be, you know, overwhelmed or feel like they have to leave. So I'm curious to know what your birth card is. And I would love to connect and um, hear what your birth card is and how it has shown up in your life. If you can look back and see, does it kind of follow different circumstances? Is it there or are you struggling with like, how does this connect? Um, As well as your year cards, like what kind of years are people going through? Um, Also, if you want to give me any clarification or correction or definitive answer on which method I should use to say, yes, I am going through a hermit year or yes, I am going through a moon year or next year. If you could tell me what the heck is going to happen next year. Am I a magician? Is it the Wheel of Fortune or am I in the sun? I'm, I'm kind of praying not to be in the sun. The sun scares me. So uh, at Leo Rising Tarot on Instagram, or you can email me if you so choose to do that method of communication, which is leorisingtarot at gmail.com. I'll talk with you guys soon. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived, so feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting, but much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years, so know that there isn't a tarot um Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.